Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Hi, how we doing? Two-Tell New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Former Kalispell Flathead quarterback Brock Osweiler, one of three native Montanas playing in the NFL, officially retired from the league yesterday, completing a polarizing but lucrative career. Osweiler, who was a second-round draft pick by the Denver Broncos in 2012, started seven games for Denver during their 2015 run to the Super Bowl title. That helped earn the 6'7 former Arizona State standout to a $72 million contract with the Houston Texans. During his NFL career, Osweiler ultimately earned $41.4 million. He had 37 touchdowns to 31 interceptions. The Treasure State will be was well represented on the Big Sky Conference women's and men's preseason All-League basketball teams announced on Wednesday. Fallon Frege is the preseason women's MVP despite sitting out last season after transferring from MSU to MSU from North Dakota, excuse me. At UND, the combo forward averaged 13.2 points and 7.1 rebounds per game during an all-league junior season two years ago. Montana State senior Oleana Squires and Montana senior Mackenzie Johnston, each named preseason All-Big Sky. Weber State's Jarek Harding is the preseason men's MVP as he's just 897 points away from becoming the career-scoring leader in the Big Sky. He joins uh, Montana senior slasher Saeed Pridget as well as Montana State senior point guard Harold Frey on the all-conference list. This ESPN Sports Center is presented by Clark Fork Law. Haven't talked much basketball in a little while, Coulter, but nagummit if the Big Sky Conference preseason polls and teams are not out, so let's do it. We'll take the bait. 
We'll bite the cheese. It's two tell Nuanas broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway. 83 and see the online at kurtzpolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web as well. How about that? 1029ESPN.com. There. Go there. Listen live on the stream. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. You can also just ring us up. Pick up your phone. Call 406 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter, I mean, you got to be in heaven. We're in the middle of the Big Sky Conference football season, and then the Big Sky Conference basketball season preseason list come out? Come on now. Like, I mean, somebody, you had you had a listener to deliver you coffee. Mm-hmm. And we got football and basketball in the Big Sky Conference going. I mean, I yeah, you're floating over here. <laughs> it is a little bit uh, cumbersome when the two seasons are crossing over, but yeah. it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a good year for Big Sky hoops on both sides. I think that actually the women's league is wide open, more different, right? more different than any league I've ever seen in any sport from one year to the next. Yeah. Graduated everybody. That everybody. Was. The entire preseason all-league team, the most accomplished girls are ladies that were honorable mention all-big sky last year. Yeah. There's not a surefire first-team all-league one in the bunch. And that's why the most fascinating part about all these preseason polls, as you just heard in the sports center, Fallon Fries, who was a transfer from North Dakota to Montana State, who sat out last season, She's the preseason MVP. It's crazy that she never didn't play played last year. in the big, never played a game in the Big Sky Conference, and she's the preseason MVP in the conference over there. She at has Montana she has State. played plenty of games in the Big Sky because at North Dakota, oh, at North Dakota, excuse me, that was her when they were in. That was right. her. It's an interesting story actually because she's from North Dakota. She was the North Dakota Player of the Year coming out of high school, and then she went to North Dakota and she was really good. She is a multiple year starter. I think she was a three time All Big Sky selection at North Dakota. But she was never their go-to. She was always right behind Lexi Claybo and a couple other great players. But she was on that tur- the team that went to the tournament uh, in 2016, I believe it was. The only time North Dakota went to the the big dance out of the big sky. But then even though she's from North Dakota, she didn't want to go play in the summit. She wanted to continue to play in the big sky. And her one of her club teammates is Riley Norgard, who's a former all-league player for Montana State. And Montana State has this, this very interesting connection to the Minnesota Fury, which is a club team out of the Minneapolis area. Okay. area. They have five or six girls from that team, but Fallon Freeze also played on that team too. So mm. she knows a bunch of these girls. And so she took the leap to go sit out a year and then play her final year for Montana State. So she obviously has a lot of faith in the program, but I also thought it was interesting that people around the league remember her so well that she was the, the I mean, she had great numbers. I mean, she was 13 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds a game her last year at North Dakota which when you look at all the departures, those are the best numbers amongst returning players. There's right. only one other girl that had comparable numbers. Kennedy Nicholas from Sacramento State, she has 13 points and a, a league-high 11 rebounds per game. She was on the preseason team as well. But I thought it was just an interesting uh, occurrence that Fallon Freeze was the big guy preseason MVP. No doubt. Trisha Benford got to be uh, happy about uh, that and more landing the transfer there to Montana State to stay in there and uh, – I guess it makes sense because Bozeman's probably the most proximate town uh, to uh, North Dakota. I don't know. <laughs> it's only a 10 or 11 hour drive. I mean, closer than Sacramento, if I'm closer not Closer than anywhere else, um, for sure. She is joined, by the way, Fallon Frege, by her teammate, senior Oleana Squire. So, two Montana State Lady Cats making uh, the uh, first team 
uh, or the of the all there is only one team the preseason yep. Yep. Uh, uh, all conference list. And the Bobcats uh, picked to win the league preseason, which that was not a surprise. That's who I picked. Yeah, they, I mean they they have the most talent returning. Uh, they don't have that headliner player, but no one does. Again, there's not a headliner player in the league yet, and all, that's not to say that these none of these young ladies could be. They they all could rise up to be that. Sure. Oleon Squires' ceiling is very high. Oleon Squires has actually gone through it mentally at Montana State. I mean, she was. She was down to the very final cut for Team USA for the U18 team when she was coming out of high school. She was an unbelievably prolific scorer out of Colorado Springs. And she came into Montana State and was just expected to be kind of a Jamal Crawford-type bench scorer. And she was that. And then as they turned the reins over to her, she's been really, really good sometimes. And also she has one of the great green lights I've ever seen. She's just going to shoot that thing on the high pick and roll. She's also a phenomenal passer. Last year at Dahlberg Arena, I thought she was had one of the great games she, in the, she in the league. She was outstanding. She's outstanding. I mean, she yeah. was put put Montana's defenders on the string. She could pass it. She could shoot it. But she's gone through these crazy shooting slumps. And credit to her, she doesn't back off ever. But she she, she can go seven of ten and then one of twelve. Yeah, back to back nights. And and so if she can just get that part locked in, she could be a pretty darn good player. But Montana State, they got five seniors, including Fallon Friesian, Oleon Scars, but also Madeline Smith. Uh, Blair Braxton and Martha Cooter. So they, they are the most veteran team in the league. Montana, one player on the uh, all-conference team, McKenzie Johnston, uh, obviously returning guard uh, for the Lady Grizz. Great, great uh, player. Love watching McKenzie play. Very uh, uh, tough, aggressive uh, player in McKenzie Johnston. So she makes the list. And that. Th- so those are the three for Montana. Um, yeah, I got it. Before we move on from yeah. McKenzie Johnston, we talked about it a little bit on the show last year, and we I played a little sound from Mackenzie Johnson when I interviewed her just about this specific factor. But it really is bears mentioning again. She played forty full minutes fifteen times last year. Yeah, it's and then crazy. she played thirty nine minutes, so she got out for one thirty second break four other other times. So she basically two thirds of Montana's games last year. Mackenzie Johnson is not coming out of the game. It's remarkable. And she she's the primary ball handler and the primary perimeter defender. The level of endurance that takes, I don't think people understand. I mean, she's not just a kind of free, free throw line to free throw line like, you know, Portland State's Ashley Bolson was last year where she's just kind of sauntering around. Mackenzie Johnson's playing so hard, but she broke her nose twice because she plays so hard. Yep. But the level of physical conditioning to go that hard, I mean, remarkable. it's why she's a fan favorite. Yeah, she is. Uh, here's what's also, I think, worth noting. If you talk about adding up the numbers, uh, it is, by the way, Montana State, Idaho, Portland State, Idaho State, one through four in both the coaches poll and the media poll. But here, here in I'll use the media poll just for example. The total vote numbers that you get, you know, they assign these things. 155 for Montana State, 148 for Idaho, 147 for Portland State, 140 for Idaho State. So when you talk about the separation at the top, it is so very little. And by the way, seven teams received first place votes in the media poll. Now, okay, everybody, you know, everybody are the teams that they cover, you know, they think that they're going to be good or whatever. But I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Idaho is the number two team in the, in the media poll. They only received one first place vote. Portland State, Idaho State, Northern Colorado, and Montana all received more first-place votes than Idaho, who ended up at number two on the list. So it's remarkable. By the way, the University of Montana Lady Grizz, number five in the coaches' poll and seven in the uh, in the media poll. And, you know, right now, when you talk about 
I mean, this is the point is is that this is as wide open as it's been in in maybe any sport, but certainly in women's basketball well, in such and, a and, long time. And it is it is it's 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 perennially being. The, here's the thing: the big sky in women's basketball has always been wide open. Well, not always. Since Robin Selvig retired, it's been wide open. Right. But it hasn't been so mysterious. I think that's the difference mm. here. Is it, that you've always had six or seven or eight contenders over the last handful of years. But I don't think anybody knows who is going to rise the right. Who's going to go, rise up and be that MVP? Who's yeah. going to rise up and be that dominant player? Uh, Here's the, the way I voted. I voted Montana State 1, Eastern Washington 2, because I think Eastern Washington, they're the team that actually loses the least amount of veterans. Violet Capri Moro was their only real senior last year. All those girls that rode that hot streak through the tournament to get all the way to the championship game, they all return. Mm. Uh, and so I had Eastern 2nd, and I had Portland State 3rd, because I know that they lose their big three in Ashley Bolston and Sidney Riley and Courtney West, but they still have Kylie Jimenez, who's the best point guard in the league, in my opinion. She was a preseason all-league selection. They're, they're the defending champs. And they're the defending right. champs. Yeah. And the other thing is that Robin Selvig won the league 21 times by playing stout, staunch zone defense. Portland State does that too. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a good formula in the league. Last po- point on the on the women's poll I think that the coaching in the women's side is is outstanding. I think that you have multiple coaches that are in it for the long haul. It's not necessarily a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. You look at, I mean, Trisha Benford has been at Montana State for 15, 16 years now. Yeah. Um, John Newley's been at Idaho for more than a decade. Seton Sobolewski's been at Idaho State for more than a decade. And then you have the infiltration. Shannon Schwain's been at Montana for 45 years. <laughs> right. Even though she's only been the head coach for four years. Right. And then you have the influx then of excellent coaches like Lynn Kennedy, who went from the worst team in Division One to making the tournament in four or five years. That's mm-hmm. an impressive turnaround at Portland State. And then Lori Payne is someone that Montana people know very well. Haver native who played at the University of Washington, who's now at NAU. And they, NAU's made great strides between year one and year two. If they could take a second jump in year three, uh, and you could be really darn competitive as well. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To Del Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Coulter, let's go over to the men's side. Uh, let's start with the all-conference team. Jarek Harding is mentioned in the, in the uh, sports center there, the MVP at Weber State. Uh, I think a lot of people 
in in the state of Montana would have said, hey, what about Saeed Pridget or hey, what about Harold Frey? Uh, all three of those guys, absolutely outstanding, absolutely yeah. Could be that I got no argument. I got no beef with this. I mean, I think Jarek Harding is great. I have no idea what he's going to do this year relative to those other two guys. Yeah. But let's put it like there's no faster player in the league, and there is nobody. How how can I say this? I think Saeed Pridget is the best. I've. I don't want to. I don't want to be too hyperbolic about this. He's he's the best right now in the Big Sky Conference around the rim. He's stupid but good. He, he, he's unstoppable. I mean, he had multiple 11 for 13s, 12 of 14s. Uh, 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 games he's just getting 80, straight buckets. It's unbelievable, his touch and his ability. But there's no better finisher in the big sky than Jarek Harding. His, and the circus-style finishes, too. I mean, he's 5-1? I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, un, it's, it's, it's... Now, Saeed Pritchett isn't a big guy for being down in the post. No. But he's still 6-4. Six, 6-5, four, six, yeah. Whatever. Jarek Harding is... is is for real 5'8", maybe 5'9". I mean, he is a little dude, and so what he's got to do to finish is amazing, and he's also, without doubt, the fastest guy in the league. And I would say Harold Frey has the weirdest, great sense for basketball. that I've, I mean, he's such a European and even Scandinavian basketball player. It's silly, like the way that he just moves it around, and it always is good. And he really, in the last year, year and a half, his shooting has just, uh, exploded, uh, and so he's he's outstanding as well. But those three to me are the three best on this list. By the way, Holland Woods from Portland State, and then Mason Peatley, Peatling, and Jacob Davison from Eastern Washington. Both guys, the other three on the list. You get one MVP and then a uh, and then a starting five, right. basically, so six total. Right. I voted Saeed Pridget as my MVP. Yeah. Um, I think it's reasonable. Funny. I think it's funny that the position on the Big Sky list says guard. He's not a guard, but he's not a post either. I, I always just call him a slasher because he could catch it outside the three-point line and take you to the rim. He's not much of a three-point shooter, but that part has gotten way better. Mm-hmm. But he just the way he works his body and just gets in the lane, he's just he's so good at all elements of scoring the ball. And yeah. it's it's unorthodox. The thing that I love about the big sky when it comes to where it fits into the, the landscape of college basketball is there's so many dudes that just don't have the physical – um, measurables to get into the Pac-12, but that doesn't mean that they like. Jarek Harding gets as many buckets as anybody. He he's just oh, like yeah. you said. I mean, he's just straight up five nine, one hundred and fifty five pounds. He's yeah. just tiny, but he's as fast as anybody you're ever going to find, and he can finish. Say, I mean, Harold Frey is maybe the greatest Norwegian basketball player ever, and that's only because b- basketballs is not that big. I mean, we had Harold Frey on the ESPN Roundtable last week or last uh, season, and we asked him. Who, who's he, who do you look up to? Who's the greatest Norwegian basketball player of all time? He said, well, probably my dad. Probably my dad, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? And he's not hes not just saying that. Like it's that is pro- If you asked any Norwegian that knows anything about basketball, who's the best Norwegian basketball player ever? Mr. Frey. I mean, Harold Frey was the starting point guard on the number one team in Oslo, which is a giant city, when he was 16 years old. So yeah. he, he's been playing with pros forever. That's going to be the, the other interesting part. I mean, last season... John Morant and Harold Frey were the only two guys in college basketball that went 30 and 10 in a game, 30 points, 10 assists. Harold Frey spent the entire summer playing in the FIBA World Games, the U20s yep. World Championships. So he spent an entire summer again playing with grown men. We'll see how that accelerates his game. But these other three, I mean, I think I think Holland Woods is the best big time, the best big game player. We we've seen it. I mean, Portland State beat the Grizz twice last year because Holland Woods stepped up and mm-hmm. balled. And yeah. He, 
He's got that street element to his game. He's fearless. Sometimes he's he plays like he's a little bit half asleep, but when he really turns it on, he's an unbelievably talented guy. And then, I mean, the unorthodox nature of the skill sets on this list are so are so sweet, right? Yeah. I mean, Mason Peetling's maybe six six, but he's Australian tough, and he's going to get points on the block, yeah, all day. And I mean, he he can will you to victory, and he was so good last year. I thought he should have been first team all league last year. Him and Jesse Hunt both got second team because they probably split the vote amongst Eastern's big guys. Yeah. Uh, and then Jacob Davidson, a guy that I'm actually glad got onto this list because he would have been a first-team All-League guy last year over Hunt and Peetling if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. And him getting hurt, it actually didn't derail Eastern because they still went all the way to the championship yeah, game. But uh, as far as the poll goes, Eastern and Montana split the votes. Eastern the favorite among the coaches, Montana the favorite amongst the media. And that's developing into a really sweet mid-major rivalry because those two teams have played for the championship in the Big Sky Tournament several years in a row. And what we know about Travis DeCure, he can intimidate a lot of coaches throughout the league. Shante Leggins ain't one of them. And that's uh, watching those two guys coach against each other is entertainment in itself. The uh, the third team, too, that should, that should be in that conversation potentially uh, uh, as well as Weber. And Weber State, uh, number two, actually, in the media poll ahead of Eastern Washington, but behind Montana, behind Montana, and then number three in the men's poll, or the, the men's poll in the uh, coaches' poll. Uh, but with Eastern Washington on the top of that one. Uh, so that is that is something to look at. I find I find it really intriguing right now that, that Eastern Washington and Montana and Weber are kind of the de facto three at the top, even with, especially in Montana's case, the graduation that they've had. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see this team because if you look at the arc of Travis DeCure's tenure at the University of Montana, Takes over a program that's in a great spot uh, after after Wayne Tinkle's the head coach, but also is its roster construction is very different from what Travis DeCure is envisioning and how he wants it to look and be so perimeter heavy and very versatile. Not you know having a, a big guy. I mean, Jamarco was great, but uh, you know still primarily a guard driven, guard oriented deal. Not with Martin Bruinig being the the guy who just has to have the ball go through him because he's that good too. So it's take it took time to sort of transition out and a lot of massaging, I think, too for for uh, for Coach Takir to get the top, the stop, the guys to play the style that he wanted to while also maintaining, you know, the group that he inherited initially. And then last year, in fact, the last two years, really the culmination of that for Travis DeCure and what he had envisioned. And now this year is the first sort of new cycle of players into the second generation of Travis's team, if I can say it like that. And obviously when you got a guy like Saeed Pridget, who's, you know, going to build a very nice bridge, you would think, from one group to the next. And, of course, Timmy Falls. And there's still others that, that you know. But when you graduate four guys who all played 35 minutes a game for you, uh, there's a lot of minutes that are going to go to guys who either haven't played or haven't played nearly as much as they're going to be playing this year. And so this is a new generation of talent. But also I think that people... And why wouldn't you really believe in Travis DeCure and who he's going to bring in and what they're going to do as a team and Chris Cobb as well? And this, this, uh, uh, you know, the the expectations remain very high for Montana, although they're not overwhelming the way they were last year. It was Montana and, that's and gonna help everybody the else. That's going to help the Grizz. I think it will. I think it will. I also think that 
this might sound foolish to say, but I think the Grizz have a chance to be better in certain ways Mm. because I just think they have a chance to have a much more defined hierarchy. Yeah. Like last year, it was like, okay, Amal Rory, he's got NBA dreams, but he's also trying to be this consummate point guard and get the team back to the tournament. How do you balance those two things? For sure. Michael Ogina, he fits in anywhere because he's just going to go crazy and just jump out of the gym, and that's what he does. Bobby Moorhead, he's buying in. But like... When it's 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 very similar to what we talk about in the NBA, when Jamar Coe's on the court, that makes it so that all the other guys can't necessarily do what they do best. Mm-hmm. But you got the two hundred and seventy five pound big guy, you're going to throw him the ball on the block because he can score whenever he wants. When he was out, they oftentimes looked because he was hurt so much last year. They oftentimes looked like they had better flow, but also it's just so hard balancing. How do you get shots for? All four of those seniors, plus Saeed Pridget, plus Kendall Manuel, plus Donovan Dorsey. That's a lot, man. Now I think they have a chance to be have a lot more defined roles. Right. Saeed Pridget's going to be their undefined. I mean, he's going to be their unquestioned leading scorer. That 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 right there, especially given his personality, he he didn't want to wait his turn when he first got to Montana. He was not cool with it, and he got kind of in some hot water when I mean he he had that huge game at Sac State where he scored twenty eight points, and then. He kind of got sulky because he wasn't going to score 28 points very often. And then when they said, okay, you're going to be our sixth man, he embraced it, but he wasn't like that happy about it. And then last year when Jamar Coe got hurt, Bridget carried him. Showed you what you can do. But now with no one else to distract him, I think that he, I mean, I, I expect him to be a 20 points per game guy. The question I have isn't about what he does on, on the court. It's the fact that he is now sort of the unquestioned leader as a senior and really the senior captain on this team. I mean, I, I'm putting the word captain on there, but the the guy uh, that where it was split up between maybe four guys last year, uh, certainly three, and now can he, you know, be the type of leader on and off the court that that you know is is the uh, north star in a sense for this team as a player, and that's that will be something that's going to be intriguing to me because there's no doubt he is as a player on the floor going to be that, or you would think he'll be able to be that. But but can he bring? Can he build the relationships with the younger guys on the team and bring them along and 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 groom them that way? I'm also so fascinated to see if Montana needs that leader, right? Because I the, here's the thing: when you when your unquestioned alpha dog is your coach, which that is the case at Montana, no doubt. But then you have other alphas that are trying to lead. I mean, all those seniors last year were all great leaders in their own right. But there's no singular voice when everybody's kind of pulling at it. Mm-hmm. I think Travis DeCure has a chance. I think the Grizz have a chance to then look to one dude, it's which is the head coach. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. There you go. Well, Big Sky preseason basketball. Love it. You know what else I love, Coulter? Thursday night football. We're going to hit it right after this. Hey, I've been telling you about your gutters. You got to get them clean, but you don't want to do it. You shouldn't do it. You're not prepared to do it. You're going to get injured. And at worst, it's going to take a whole bunch of time and you're going to be angry and bitter when you're done. Believe me, I know a thing or two about this. Okay. When it comes to home maintenance, this is one. Just leave it to the pros. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You go online, you get an estimate right now, and you get all the time back. You could go do whatever you want. Watch the game tonight. Watch the games this weekend. Go on a date. Take your family out for dinner. Go on a walk. I don't know. Maybe take a nap. The world is your oyster because you're not cleaning your own dang gutters. You know what I'm saying? MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. That's how you do it. They're going to give you an estimate. Then when the job is done, you're going to get yourself a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop from them when the job's complete. I mean, that's, that is a great deal. Dad, go be a dad. 
Go be a husband. Go be a boyfriend. Go be a wife. Whatever it is, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. You can do what you do in your life and not worry about this headache and this mess. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com online. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Former Kalispell Flathead quarterback Brock Osweiler, one of three native Montanans playing in the NFL, officially retired from the league yesterday, completing a polarizing though lucrative career. Osweiler, who was a second-round draft pick by the Broncos in the 2012 draft, started seven games during Denver's 2015 run of the Super Bowl title. That helped earn the 6'7 former Arizona State standout a $72 million contract with the Houston Texans during his NFL career. Osweiler ultimately earned $41.4 million. He had 37 TDs and 31 picks. Treasure State, well represented on the Big Sky Conference women's and men's preseason all-league basketball teams. Fallon Freeze, the preseason women's MVP despite sitting out last season after transferring to Montana State from North Dakota. At UND, the combo forward averaged 13.2 points and 7.1 rebounds per game during an all-league junior season. Montana State senior guard Oleana Squires and Montana senior guard Mackenzie Johnston also named preseason All-Big Sky. Weber State's Jarek Harding is the preseason men's MVP as he is looking to break the career scoring record in the Big Sky Conference this season. If he can, 897 points is what he needs to do it. Also, Montana State, uh, Montana senior slasher Saeed Pridget and Montana State senior point guard Harold Frey are on the all-conference team. Tonight, Houston, New York, game four, the ALCS. The Yankees down two games to one in this series right after the show. Kansas City, Denver. Suddenly a game of great intrigue and import on a Thursday night. Didn't see this coming two weeks ago. I'll tell you that. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you. Also on the YouTube. You'll see us on YouTube. Check out the Tutel Nuanas YouTube channel. Check us out there. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, Want to remind everybody, this is great. This is great. We're pumped up about this. Next week, we're starting the giveaway. A keg and a kegerator. Oh, yes. It's not beer if it's not cold, people. 
So we got it all. Beer for you from the Great Burn Brewery, a full keg of it, and a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. We're giving it away uh, starting on Monday. We're going to do the word of the day. Text in for that. So uh, be with us. We're going to do this over the next few weeks. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, a great a great package to win, I think. If you, uh, you know, who doesn't like having friends? You know, everybody wants a friend. And, you know, I'm not here to be superficial about it, but you're going to have more friends if you win this one. You know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. It's 100% true. You hey, know? we're going to start pulling Ryan Rosillo's around here, huh? What, what, we give everybody all this free stuff. So go subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, all that stuff. <laughs> and right. when the people call you on the phone and say, hey, what radio show do you listen to? Tell them to tell them to watch. There you go. Just tell them. Okay. Just very, tell them. Very simple. People are obviously listening to us. We get delivery coffee, for it's goodness sake. Pretty sakes. great. Pretty great. Um, Coulter, let's talk about this Thursday night football game tonight. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs on the road at the Denver Broncos. Two weeks ago, the Kansas City Chiefs were 4-0, and and they were 1-1A with the New England Patriots for the best team in the in the, in the NFL. The Denver Broncos were 0-4, and, and the Vic Fangio experience was going nose down into the mountainside. And, oh, how quickly things can change. The... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have lost their last two games, including a 19-13 offense. Uh, give, it, give the defense of the Colts a ton of, tri- of credit. But they had no idea what happened to them in Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes gets more than nicked up. I mean, a significantly turned ankle and really kind of hobbled in that football game. They lose to the Colts, and then they turn around and lose to the Texans in a big, big uh, mm-hmm. game last weekend, 31-24, and now a short week, and they got to go play Denver, and they're now 4-2. and two. And look, I, I think I don't think anybody's sitting here going, oh, no, Kansas City, what's going on? But they are 4-2, and two, they're not 6-0, and oh, and there is, you know, reason for optimism and maybe some confidence if you're now a, pl- a team playing Kansas City and maybe even a little bit of a blueprint. Look, I don't know what, what, what Indianapolis did defensively, but here's what I do know. Vic Fangio does know. He knows very well what they did defensively, and you know we, we'll see if he's able to implement that. On the other side, you go to the Denver Broncos. It is falling apart. They lose by two points to the Bears. They give up a, a game-winning drive at home to the Jaguars. They're 0-4. You wonder, is Vic Fangio ever going to win a game before he gets fired in Denver? They turn around. They beat the Chargers 2013. They beat the Tennessee Titans 16-zip, shutting them out. They're now 2-4. and four. It ain't good. And by the way, their two wins are against two mediocre to bad teams. Okay? But you know what? They are wins. And when you were 0-4 and, and now are 2-4, and four, it feels much better. And a couple of those losses, as we touched on earlier, very close losses and controversial losses, particularly the Chicago game, where if you're a Denver fan, you're sitting here thinking, we are we are easily 3-3 three and three and maybe 4-2 and two just like Kansas City. Point being, it's 2-4 and four versus 4-2 four and two in the vision and in Denver. And if Denver wins this game tonight, Coulter, and goes to 3-4, and four, and Kansas City drops to 4-3, and three, and the Chargers are bad, and the Raiders are trying to figure it out too, it is, it, it's wide open, even for the Broncos, who started off the first quarter of the season with a goose egg in the win column. So this is a giant game tonight. Really, I mean, this is a huge, huge game. It's as big as a game could be to me in a Week 7 type of situation. So I'm pumped up about this. The Kansas City Chiefs still favored in this game on the road at Mile High, but only by three. 
So the question mark's clearly out there about how good Kansas City is and maybe Denver starting to figure some things out. But a monster game for sure. Denver really needs this win. I mean, this is this is if they go to two and five and they lose in division to the probably best team in the division at home, it that is a much higher mountain to climb than 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 getting that win and getting yourself on a three game winning streak with ten days off. I mean, this is a huge game for the Broncos here. Both teams for sure. And I think that when we think of mobile run, slash running quarterbacks, mm. you think of Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, sure. Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin the third. But two of the best, actually, honestly, three of the best guys in the league, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Drew Brees, are not running quarterbacks, but they use their legs. And that's why I, I think that Mahomes, he has an absolutely elite arm. There's no questioning that. But so many of the crazy throws he makes, he makes because of his ability to extend plays with his feet. Mm -hmm. When he can roll out and then chuck it, that DB just has to cover two extra seconds because he can get out of the pocket. And Mahomes has looked like a mere mortal (laughs) instead of like, I mean, he looked like a supernova his first 20 games. I mean, he he was unbelievable. And he's looked more, more containable the last couple weeks and so much of it to me has to do with that injury the wizardry of him throwing across his body and all that kind of stuff is because he is yes in motion right i mean he the the you know him running the football rolling out and doing all that is uh, a major part of what his game is and his arm going to be great no matter what but how much more dangerous when it can still deliver no matter where he is in a 53 yard wide you know field width and in most, I mean, not and not set up or any any of that, and so his limitations uh, uh, in terms of his mobility significant to his game, um, no doubt about it. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how how far he has progressed or not in this football game in that regard. I mean, that's going to be a big key to it. And I think Denver. Anytime you have a new quarterback, even when it's professional or a new quarterback, excuse me, a new coach and a new quarterback for that matter, in, in Joe Flacco, it, it takes some. You know, you want to believe in him, and you know that he's got credentials, and you know he's going to get in there and he's going to get you going. There's a reason he's a professional and all that. But until you know you really deliver the wins, I think there's it. it you, you're like, okay, well, but are we? going to do it are we going to break through and especially when you're 0 and 4 with two two-point losses you go is it ever going to happen for us are we already sunk is the season already over and to have back-to-back wins i think is a real uh uh, uh troop rallying thing you know that, that you got to have the w's they finally got a couple of them it doesn't matter who it, it wouldn't have mattered if it was the redskins and the dolphins in back-to-back weeks you got wins you had to have them and you got them and by the way it wasn't it was a divisional opponent in the chargers and it was you know a, a tennessee team that is sort of middle of the road i guess and so you take those wins and now you have at least some belief now you know what i think about momentum i'm not i'm not really into it week to week i mean within games for sure but not necessarily week to week but you have to have belief man and belief i am a big believer in if that makes sense you know doxastic realities wrapped in each other but you you gotta have that and denver in the last two weeks has gotten that so i don't know if that translates to a win because look at the end of the day kansas city's better than denver i mean the talent at kansas city i think is better than the talent at denver but i like this matchup tonight and i think this is a huge huge football game and a huge rivalry game. 
Who do you got? Chiefs negative. Negative. <laughs> Chiefs minus three. I don't know. I I am I grew up now people don't know I'm I grew up a Denver fan, okay? And I still if I can Why do, did you gravitate away from that? So I could continue living at home. <laughs> Mom's opinions are stronger Jennifer, than dad's. Jennifer is ruthless where dad is a little more a little more uh can we say giving caring when it comes to the rooting interest. Must be nice to be you. My John, first John Elway and Brett Favre as a kid. What a thing. My first ever football game, Mile High Stadium, John Elway v. Bernie Kosar Man. in the Browns Broncos. I think it was 89. Man. Monday night football. The whole thing, dude. My first ever was watching Tim Tebow. Pretty comparable. Yeah. Better for me. Better memory for me there. So I am I am I am into Denver. I'm excited about Denver. I want them to do well, but I think Kansas City is going to win because this is a big game for. I mean, I think it's a huge game for Denver. It's a big game for Kansas City too, though. You lose three in a row, and now into you know a divisional opponent, and 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 you make this race wide open. I mean, you want to continue to assert yourself as the best team, particularly on the road. I mean, you win one on the road, and you're you know kind of in the driver's seat. Uh, I just think Kansas City is better. So if I'm if I'm picking this thing, I'll probably take the Chiefs. To cover that three, but I I I like the Denver Broncos, man. I want to see the Broncos do it, especially a Mile High, man. What a great place! What a great venue! I mean, they're going to be lit up in a Mile High city tonight. Got the Broncos. Okay, okay, that's what I want to hear. This man only t- this old man only speaks with his head anyway. So if you're saying the Broncos, that makes me feel good. Quick break. Hey, ALCS game four coming up at the top of the hour. We're going to send you to New York City. We're going to set you up for this baseball game. Right after this, Coulter, people flying around, driving around. It's a big state. In-laws coming in. People leaving town. Maybe you got a corporate event that you need a space for. Maybe you just want to take the kids and go in a swimming pool and slide on a water slide. Well, guess what? The Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, they got all of it covered for you. It is football season, so if you got people coming to town next week for the Eastern Washington game with the Grizz coming back home, send them to Wingate by Wyndham. Great place there. Also, if you are traveling around the state or if you're just in town and you need a place for business meetings, Wingate by Wyndham, they have a great rewards program, and they also have great conference spaces where they need a meeting for two or 200. They have some of the best rates in town, some of the best rates in all of Montana. They have a great audio-visual setup. Wingate Rewards continues to be recognized as one of the best hotel loyalty programs in the United States, and it makes it really easy for Wingate's guests to earn free night stay or airline miles they got it all. Our corporate, Their corporate rates offer year-round discounts even during the busiest times for qualified regular travelers and guarantee that business traveler fees at home, even business traveler fees will not raise. Let the Wingate by Wyndham make you feel at home even when you're not. Coulter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. 
In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. You ready for a little baseball? Night off last night. Ugly weather. Everything looks like it's green lit for uh, first pitch at. 6.08 p.m. Mountain Standard Time from the Big Apple. Yanks, Strohs. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Uh, you can uh, find us on the World Wide Web as well. 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen to the podcast. Or you can go get it on your favorite podcasting platforms as well. It's the 2 Tell Nuanas podcast. It's available everywhere. Listen, subscribe, rate it. We appreciate it. Brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Also want to remind everybody, FCS Speculators, out. Episode four. It's a good one. Arrow pointing straight up on the FCS Speculators podcast. So go give that a listen and enjoy that. Uh, we uh, we handicap all the games of the weekend for you. Uh, they're around the Big Sky Conference, several around the FCS, outside of the Big Sky Conference as well. So it's a, it's a fun time. Enjoy that. Uh, Coulter tonight, 6.08, New York Yankees, Houston Astros game four. The Yankees a slight favorite in this game. Tanaka. They do baseball odds? Oh. What? I mean, of course they do. They got odds on, like, what color underwear are you going to have at the Super Bowl halftime it, they're, show? They're very specific. Minus 129 on the money line for the New York Yankees, uh, favorite in this baseball So basically, game. they don't give points, though, right? No, well, they you can do, like, I think they do, like, a run and a half, uh, uh, you know, on that, that uh, yeah, it's a, a one and a half uh, points on the on the line. So there is a there is a scoring line. Minus one and a half for the Yankees, so they got to win by two or more. The Yanks for you to cover on the uh, on the runs. Got it. Masahiro, but you can just bet it straight up, though, right? Yep, yeah, and you get the money line minus one twenty nine. So you right. bet one hundred twenty nine right, right, right. to win a hundred. Or uh, what is the money line for the Astros plus one nineteen? So you bet a hundred to win one nineteen on the Astros tonight, which I think is uh, well, that's a good play. It seems to me because I like the Astros in general against the Yankees. The Yankees do got to get this one with the night off. They roll out Masahiro Tanaka, their ace. He's going to go against Zach Grinke, who's very good, but is not the Astros ace. Although the Astros sort of have three aces, uh, but this is one. So the the strength of the pitching in New York is the bullpen. They rely heavily on it, and they have a great bullpen. Their starting pitching is not nearly. What Houston's is, and by the way, whose is, but it's a particularly wide gap between the Yankees and the Astros. And really, this is the type of matchup where if the Yankees were going to go toe-to-toe as with their starter, 
uh, uh, against the Astros. It's probably Tanaka, uh, you know, th- that they're going to roll out there and say, this is the horse that we need to go not three or four innings, five, six innings, maybe even more potentially. This also, I mean, if Houston gets this game three, and or game four, excuse me, and is up three games to one, with the rotation they have, it just seems, I mean, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander on the horizon, especially with a day off where you can turn those guys around quickly. I mean, Garrett Cole pitched in game three. He could pitch again easily in game six, full start for him because there was a day off there and you got Verlander in between. I mean, that that is, you're telling me that the Yankees are going to win three straight against those guys? I don't think so. So, you know, you talk about must win and all that, you know, whatever. But if the Yankees lose this, I think it's a Houston-Washington World Series. I think that's what we're staring at, right? And, I mean, I'm not going out on a small limb. Any team that's up 3-1 is in, obviously, the driver's seat, but particularly in this series with this rotation. And the the, the other thing is I don't know that there is a a team that has a particular uh, 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 leg up is is much much better clearly better than the other team when it comes to offense like both these lineups mash in different ways obviously the Yankees are a much more home run home run hitting team where Houston is a little more in the more traditional small ball style although they can yank it out the park as well uh, but offensively they're both just incredibly potent lineups almost top to bottom so they that kind of cancels it out so to me it's all about the defense and the pitching then at that point and. The starting pitching goes to Houston for sure. The bullpen goes to the Yankees, but to get to the bullpen, you kind of got to have a lead. I mean, to to to, to get in there, you got to get it, find a way to get to the starting pitching in Houston. I haven't seen it yet. Did you see the video that went viral of the guy at Yankee Stadium who's like sitting in the stands and he's like, "It's the American League Championship Series. Why is everybody sitting?" It, it's just a. I have not. Seen I, it. I, it was such a sign of the times. Mm. Because it was clearly in the section that's like behind, I mean, not directly behind home plate, but the lower section. I'm sure that those tickets are hundreds of dollars for the ALCS, for, maybe even at, more. At least, yes. Real yeah. estate in New York is expensive. And the people that are taking the video are like making fun of the guy. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was such a sign of the times because the guy's like standing up and he's like, why is nobody standing? It's two outs in the... ALCS, blah, blah, blah. And, nobody, and everybody's just like in the video laughing yeah. at him, like, look yeah. at this guy. I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen to the world. Hard right into societal uh, analysis and nothing about baseball. I was just huh? watching this video over and over again. And on one hand, I don't like the guy who's making everybody else around him uncomfortable by being unnecessarily enthusiastic. But also, like, what is everybody else doing? Right. Like, all the people in the videos are just, like, sitting there you eating spent, the popcorn. You spent and- a grand to go to this baseball game to videotape a guy standing up and not even like even into the baseball game. That's the one thing about football games that still remain so cool is that the atmosphere is almost everywhere. Eh, I should say almost everywhere. But in all the prestigious college programs and all the reputable NFL teams, people are still going pretty crazy. Like The, the atmosphere tonight at Mile High is going to be great. People gonna are going to be going yep. hard. Yep. You know, yep. The Raiders, they, those fans still go crazy. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the LA Chargers and their soccer stadium or whatever, I'm sure it's not great, but you can get caught up in it. I just think it's so f- weird that people are so hesitant now to like show emotion and stuff like that. You know the venue where this societal lethargy of which you speak is infiltrating the most? Concerts. 
I'm so tired Dude, of going to your, concerts. Your brother was oh, about to kill somebody furious. at Iggy Best. Furious. We, we were all, my roommate has hilarious videos. We talked about this. <laughs> we have our whole friend group. We love Incubus, And we were raging, moshing, screaming. I had no idea that no one else around us was doing that. I thought everybody was doing it because there was 15 of us doing it. My roommate has videos from the hill at the Kettle House Amphitheater of just this pocket of giant men mashing into each other. Who everybody else is <laughs> and utterly annoyed er, by. And, and everybody angry. else yes. is just standing there. Yes. Yeah, you no, know, it's crazy. We were doing the same thing at Pearl Jam. We were all loving it and singing, and everybody around us was like, why are you guys doing? Why are you doing that? It's like, well, because I paid $150 for my ticket, and it's my favorite band. I'm going to rage. And this is why my brother, bless him, is into, like, underground Japanese punk, because he can go for $2.00. <laughs> Take his shirt off and <laughs> run into walls. You know that's that's it. Uh, back to the baseball of the year. By back the way. to the baseball game. I thought your analysis was spot on. Thank you. I think the baseball season's so long that it, you a team affirms themselves as the favorite early on, and I think sometimes that loses its luster in mm. terms of when they get to this point. But the Astros won 107 games. I mean, yeah. there's no team that I can remember in the last handful of years. I mean, the Red Sox were stacked last year. Sure. There's been good teams. But as far as the combination of starting pitching with the powerhouse offense good that point. the Astros have, they are really, really, really good. And yeah. they have some really star caliber guys. I mean, the Astros have so many likable guys on their team, too. And I agree with you. If the Astros win tonight in New York, it's just it's, a, it's a matter of time. It's curtains, before It's man. curtains. Yeah. It's curtains. Right. Who are you going for? Are you going for the Yankees? I don't know. You know, I said that at the beginning because it was going to be like an ongoing thing, but, you know, I think, the, I think it's all over. I, I love this Astros team, man. You know what I love about the Astros right now? Never would have thought of this. The, the uniforms, the cream with the orange. I love with the orange on the end. I still can't get over the fact that they're in the American League. Only been 20 years, Coulter. They're an NL Central team. How are they in the American League West? I just can't get over it. It's Tutel Nuanas, boys and girls, have a wonderful evening. Enjoy baseball on ESPN Radio tonight. Thursday night football as well. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll reset the whole thing for you. Head into a weekend. Good night. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.